Okay, soccer player Megan Rapinoe, remember her? She has like pink hair one day, purple hair the next day. She is an incredible soccer player, credit where it's due, but she's actually famous not for playing soccer, but for <laughs> being a whiny little baby about equal pay. She was like, oh, the World Cup men make more money than the World Cup women, that's unfair, that's sexist. And it's like, okay, girl, let's compare how much ad revenue the men's World Cup brings in versus how much ad revenue the women's World Cup brings in. And I'm, I say this without any disrespect. I like women's soccer, actually. I know a lot of people don't. Um, but the fact of the matter is that way more people watch men's soccer than watch women's soccer. So it's not the same job when you are not begetting the same financial result. Um, but Megan Rapinoe put herself at the forefront of that fight. She was like, I'm fighting for equal pay, blah, blah, blah. And now she has moved on to something new. She's now fighting for men to be allowed to play women's soccer. Of course, these men are uh, identifying as women, the transgenders, the men who pretend to be women. And it's funny to me that she is pushing for this right now because she just announced her retirement from soccer. There seems to be a significant amount of irony in the fact that when biological men are allowed to play women's sports, they beat biological women. This is common sense, this is obvious. And yet, Megan Rapinoe is pretending to be a champion for transgender athletes the moment that it won't affect her anymore. Like, girl, you're not gonna be decked by a man on the soccer field now that you're not playing anymore. You're not gonna lose your spot as, I don't know if you were the captain of the team or you were just like a good scorer or whatever, whatever position you played. You're not gonna lose your spot to a man because you're retiring. So that's a really great legacy to pass on to young girls to say, I was the best of the best, I fought for you, but now I'm gonna give, give this sport away to men so you will never have a chance to be on the women's team. This is what she said. This is, this is the, the second worst part. The first worst part is that she is, uh, retiring as she pushes for her sport to be destroyed and for women to be destroyed. And then she said, it's particularly frustrating when women's sports is weaponized. Oh, now we care about fairness. Now we care about women's sports. That's total bull blank. And show me all the trans people who are nefariously taking advantage of being trans in sports. It's just not happening, she says. It's just not happening. I don't know if she lives under a rock or if she hasn't heard of Leah Thomas, because this has been a national story for like a year now. Leah Thomas, born Will Thomas, didn't even transition to a woman. Didn't physically as a male, physically has male genitalia, uh, but pretends to be a woman and won the NCAA. All the NCAA swimming stuff beat female athletes, beat Riley Gaines and other amazing, phenomenal women who were competing at the highest level of women's swimming, but were denied the championship because Leah Thomas, the man, is pretending to be a girl. So. It's just not happening. Okay, it's happening in women's swimming. And it's also happening to a 16-year-old girl in Illinois. This is a horrendous story. In Illinois, a high schooler who swims at her local YMCA um, was faced with a biological male who was changing in the locker room of her swim club. And this is, I, I wanna read to you exactly what the father of this 16-year-old, uh, who's the one, talking about the story. This is what the father of the 16-year-old told a, a, a local podcast. He said, on April 27th of 2023, my 16-year-old daughter, a member of the YMCA SPY swim team, entered the girl's locker room to change out of her swimsuit and noticed a couple transgender individuals sitting in the locker room. My daughter went back out on the pool deck and informed the head swim coach, whose name is Alex Tortura, of the situation, and he responded to her by stating, there's nothing I can do about it. Fast forward to May 10th, 2023, the SPY swim team held their monthly parent meeting where the issue of girls' locker room use by biological males was brought up. The meeting was attended by Angie Sowell, chief executive officer of the YMCA. 
the parents were told there's nothing that can be done about it. Parents asked if the YMCA could provide the transgender members to use, uh, or asked the transgender members to use the family changing area, it's private bathrooms with a toilet, a sink, a shower, and changing area, instead of the girls' locker room. The YMCA staff said they could not do that because it is discrimination and against the law. Parents asked if the YMCA could send out a notification to swim team members that transgender people were using the girls' locker room so that members could make informed decisions for their family. Again, the YMCA staff said that they could not do that because it's discrimination and against the law. After the parent meeting, my daughter, her mom, and another swim mom approached Miss Soul and Coach Tortura, or Totura. My daughter said she didn't understand why this is happening and asked how long the YMCA knew about this. Coach Tortura laughed and stated transgender people have been around for a long time. My daughter then stated that's not the question I ask. She asked the question again, and Miss Soul said, we have known for a while. A meeting was set up, the father said, by the YMCA staff for parents to attend and voice their concerns regarding this matter. The meeting was to take place on May 18th of 2023 and the YMCA administrative office. Without reasonable notification, the YMCA canceled the meeting about two hours before it was to take place. Feeling dismissed without resolution, my daughter and one teammate hung signs in the girls' locker room on May 23rd in support of their position. My daughter's signs read women's rights, biological women only, and safe sport. On May 24th, 2023, at the beginning of the normal swim team practice, Coach Tortura and Kenzie Primus, the branch director, uh, pulled all the girls aside for a meeting to discuss the hanging of the signs. They indicated that this was not acceptable and that it was hate speech. My daughter approached the coach, Totura, immediately after the meeting and indicated that she was involved in the hanging of the signs. She said she did, she said she did this because her previous attempts to correct this were dismissed by the YMCA staff and her coach. Coach Totura said that this was hate speech. She was not allowed to participate with the swim team and was asked to leave the pool area. But according to Megan Rapino, this isn't happening. It's just not happening. Show me all the trans people who are nefariously taking advantage of being trans in sports. It's just not happening. A 16-year-old girl said that she was uncomfortable with biological men undressing around her. And the same group of people, these leftists, these wokesters, who tell us that every feeling is valid, that tell us that we should listen to women and believe women when they claim sexual assault, are gaslighting a 16-year-old child, telling her that she's being hateful and bigoted because she doesn't want male genitalia swung around in front of her in the girls' locker room at swim practice. And that if she states her discomfort, that she's gonna be kicked off the swim team. By the way, that YMCA is not correct. The law in Illinois, the YMCA is perfectly allowed to disallow biological men from being inside women's locker rooms. It's not discrimination, it's not against the law. It's just what, I guess this branch of the YMCA is, has decided to do, or the administrator of this branch of the YMCA has decided to do. Biological males who are pretending to be women are destroying women's sports. Everything that women have worked to build in, in sports is going to be rendered completely obsolete. My two and a half year old daughter's not going to have the opportunity to enjoy sports the way that I did. She's not going to be able to play soccer like I did all the way, I played soccer from the time I was eight years old, seven or eight years old, all the way through when I was 14 years old. She's not gonna be able to do that if there are biological men on the team because she'd be hurt. Maybe she wouldn't even make the team. Maybe she wouldn't even get playing time. And if she did, males pretending to be women would injure her because they're stronger and they're faster. I wouldn't allow, I, I swam. Swimming is like my first love. 
I swam competitively from, again, the time I was nine through high school. I loved it. It helped form me in at least partially into who I am today. And my heart is broken. If I, my heart's going to be broken if I'm not able to allow my daughter to experience swimming the way that I did, but I'm not gonna send my little girl, my beautiful little girl into a locker room where there's naked men. That's child abuse. It's child abuse. Think about this in any other scenario. If you were in a park with your child, even a 16, say, say the 16 year old girl was in a park and a man came along and he dropped his pants, he flashed her. That man would be arrested for indecent exposure for licentious behavior in front of a minor, he'd probably be put in jail. But if it's, some, if it's a biological man who claims he's a woman, then it's totally fine to abuse children in this way. I reject that. I absolutely reject that. And the good news is, is the majority of the American people also reject that. By, by seven out of 10 people in the United States, this includes Democrats and Republicans, believe that only women should be allowed to play women's sports. Only biological women should be allowed to play women's sports. Megan Rapino says, I see trans women as real women. It doesn't matter what your perception is. It doesn't matter what your delusion is. Biological men are not women. Biological men, biological men can't be women. We're abusing women and girls, and it is happening. It is happening. This woman who, who made her name, the only reason that even I'm talking about Megan Rapino is because she had the opportunity to excel in sports. The reason she had the opportunity to excel is because we, we divide sports, men and women's sports. If, if we didn't make that distinction between men and women's sports, no one would ever have heard of Megan Rapino because she's not good enough to play on a men's sports team. The US national women's soccer team lost to a U15 boys team. High school boys beat professional women's soccer players because biological men are athletically superior to even the creme de la creme of female athletes. The only reason Megan Rapinoe is even being discussed right now is because we have women's sports. And yet she's actively taking part in destroying women's sports now that it won't affect her career. What she's advocating for now would have deprived her of not only excelling in the sport, which she did excel at. Again, credit where she's due. She was a phenomenal soccer player for a woman. but of course she's not gonna have to compete against the men that she now wants to force younger women soccer players to compete against. It's so twisted, it's so convoluted, it's so evil, and it is happening. It's not just Leah Thomas, it's happening to young women, high schoolers, a 16 year old in Illinois who's been kicked off the swim team for hate speech because she dared to say, I don't want to see male genitals in the locker room, it makes me uncomfortable. This point that we're at in our nation it's hard to believe. It, it, it's actually hard to believe. And I, I don't say that as, as any kind of colloquialism. I mean, some people still have a hard time believing that these are not just isolated incidents. We have a hard time believing that this is happening in our neighborhoods and in our schools and in our YMCAs and in our sports leagues. We think, oh, maybe this is happening in California. Maybe this is happening in New York. Maybe it's one person here or there. Maybe it's, maybe it's some weirdo, but it's not gonna touch us. It's not gonna touch our kids. It's not gonna touch our communities. Let me tell you, it is the same way that we realize that critical race theory in schools is not just in California, not just in New York, not just in one random woke classroom with some blue haired teacher, it's everywhere. This is everywhere too. We have the opportunity as conservatives to win here. The question is, are we going to do it? Are we going to outlaw this? 
Are we going to make this so that the wokesters who are trying to bulldoze us, they are trying to destroy objective reality, they are trying to destroy women, are we going to stop them with the government? Are we going to use our just power as localities and states and organizations and institutions and even the federal government to put a stop to this? Because if we just speak out against it, yeah, maybe we'll get public opinion on our side, but will it actually stop if we don't use the government to stop it?